guys. This is Jared James Nichols, the blues power man himself, letting you know that I do not, I repeat, I do not listen to the A-Strings podcast. Welcome one and all to the A-Strings podcast, episode 18. Thank you, Jared James Nichols, for that kind introduction to the podcast. I think that's going to be pretty much what we're going to talk about today, isn't it? The clinic that happened yeah. Friday, yeah. just gone. Roll call. Adam's here. Andrew Morgan. Tom here. So, last week we had Elwin in. I really enjoyed Elwin's uh, podcast. It was really good. Yeah. It was... Um, Did you like the all the spacey, weird, wacky sound effects? In all honesty, I've enjoyed the memory of... Last week's podcast, I haven't listened to it. I think oh, I've listened to about 10 difference. minutes. Right. Um, but he was so very As ready. long as you edit it in a, in a decent way, well, I'll enjoy it. If I don't enjoy it, you rolling mucked up because it was a brilliant hour. It was a two. brilliant experience. It was two hours in the end. It was two hours. We were recording for two hours. It came down to 125, didn't it? Uh, about 110, something okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. It was very, very good. You generally cut out all the funny bits. Well, yeah. Nobody wants funny. They want informative, yeah, okay. educational. This is the news. Shop news. So, obviously we're going to talk about the clinic in our main feature. Yep. So all that aside, we have what I think is the best, most nerd level amazing piece of equipment, I guess is the, is the best way of saying it. Paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. I like it. That's coming to us. So you tell the story. This is this is your this is your story. Um, well, we've got this big orange flight case here in the shop that um, my mate Joe, who works for Airbus, mm-hmm. um, he said, "Listen, this thing's about eighteen months old. It's massive. They're using it for exhibitions because he's involved in cyber scrutiny and all that kind of thing. So they they do exhibitions all over the world. Okay, and they're using this flight case for something, but they don't need it anymore. And this." absolutely mint kind of flight case was going it was going to go to waste it was going to the scrap people wherever. Okay. so he said do you want it and this was just before Christmas and he sent me a few pictures and I said definitely we'll have it and um, we struggled to get it back here because it is so massive this thing but we got a bit of it on the top of my brother's Bilingo van the other bit inside my brother's Bilingo van and uh, we got it back and it's formed it's, it's added a lot of characters to the shop, I think. You know, how do shops differ? You know, you might have different lights, you might have different colour slap wall, you know, all this kind of thing. But to have flight cases in the guitar shop, I think, really um, gives a rock and roll kind of yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah it does, yeah. So we had this one, and it's great, and we put things on it, and um, people have commented on it, and we've put stickers on the side of it, and, you know, we um, tried to kind of, you know, mess it up a bit yeah um and i just uh, we you did a big rearrange you and um tom mm-hmm. a little while back of the keyboards and that kind of thing and it's created a lot of space within the shop and i thought it'd be nice to get some more flight case kind of style things going on there yeah um so i remember going back about eight or nine years ago um Pete saying, do you know anybody who can store this? And it was this big yellow flight case, which used to house Freddie's, Freddie Mercury's um, grand piano. 
that right. he's taken on tour with him is Steinway. And, you know, it's a massive thing. Um, they used to take the legs off and put it in this and used to just wheel it onto the lorry and off to the next place. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, I wonder if that's still getting in their way, you know, because there's a massive thing. They don't like giving things away. They like to know where things are because if at any point they want to kind of pull it back. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. know where it is. So I, I texted Pete and said, do you still have that flight case or have you got anything else that is, might maybe get in your way that um, we can look after for you at the shop, which you can call back at any time? And he said, because of the film, anything associated with Freddie now is just absolutely skyrocketed in value. So they're keeping the, the big yellow um, flight case, which in all honesty would have taken up about a quarter of the shop. Like it was, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was probably good call that we didn't manage to get that. He said, but leaving me, I think there's something else that you can have. And got back to me a little while later and said, we got one of the old guitar trunks, which... Um, you know, Brian only ever used to take like four or five guitars on tour with him. So yeah. it wasn't massive like a grand piano flight case, but you know, it was, he said it's, it looks really cool, but it's not good enough for touring purposes anymore. So I said, great, we'll have it. And so I went up to collect it on Thursday. Yeah. Had you seen pictures of it before? No. Wow. Okay. So you no. did go up playing then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I got there and kind of reversed the van down to you know, like the garage thing and it was out and it's this amazing it's got to be 35 years old at least um just flight case with wheels on but the stickers and stencils and everything on the side you know it, i think it date i can from the logo style yeah the, the queen logo on there i think it's at least 19 early 1980s but i think it might be from like remember 1978 Right. Also, so it's definitely from Queen era, um, Freddie era Queen because it's got the old address of where Queen's offices used to be in London and stuff. So, yeah, we got this to have in the shop, and it just oozes kind of uh, nostalgia and uh, I don't know. What do you think of it? I think it's, I think it's amazing. I, th- I imagine that a lot of people that don't know the shop's link with Pete and Brian and the team might think that it's a fake that we yeah. just mocked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the fact that it's a, it's a genuine, you know, Queen flight case. Jared was it was pl- the guitar yeah. punk. Yeah. Jared was playing, wasn't he, mid kind of, he, he was playing something then he just stopped and uh, said. <laughs> yeah, he was up on stage at the mic. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, stop mid-sentence and yeah, ask the room. Yeah. Is that a real? Is that a real place? Yeah. So that's wicked. So something nice for you to see in the shop. I mean, it's worth that. You know, people. That's worth people coming in for. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They. Uh, what was there? Give me a few uh, signed photographs, and um, they get these plectrums made up. Because he doesn't usually use plectrums unless it's you know for an acoustic song. So mm-hmm. he got these. They get these um, picks made up by Dunlop. And with the Queen logo on, which you can't buy anywhere. Actually, the Brian May kind of signature on the one side and the Queen logo on the other. And he's given us a handful of those and sixpences and signed photographs to give away. So maybe a promotion or a um, competition soon. Yeah. We were trying to figure out if the sixpences were used yeah. or not. Yeah. We'll never know. <laughs> um, but that's not the only 
nice thing to see in the shop this week. No. Guilds. Yeah, we had a couple arrive this morning. Mm. I played the Spruce Top one. Yeah, so these are from the, I think it's called the Memoir range. So they seem to be... Uh, kind of harking back to the 1920s, 1930s. Yeah, so it's got the parlors, old... isn't it? Yeah, so it's the old guild script style logo. Slotted held, held stock? Slotted headstock. Mm-hmm. Um, has the other one got electrics? No. Oh, so so they're neither of them. They're both okay. just pure plain acoustics. Yeah. Uh, retailing around sort of the 470 mark, I think. Right, okay. So basically the one that we've got in the room with us here is a, is a little parlor, spruce top parlor. Um, another one came in, which is a dreadnought. That's a spruce top too, but the that is a slope-shouldered dreadnought, which is J45 essentially. So we got the slope-shouldered dreadnought in as well. Yes, did that come in today. Yes, it did. Oh wow! So yeah, and it's the did... sunburst. Right. Okay. Does that have electrics? No. No. Okay. Memoir range. If you want to check them out on Guild's website, I'm a big, big fan of Guild. Yeah, these are really nice. And Everything we've had through so far. Yeah, it's been stunning. Yeah, Christina, who listens to the podcast and has been a a donator. Yeah, a benef- Are we a, ben- a benefactor? Are they benefactors or are we the benefactors? No, we're we've, the beneficiaries. Yeah, we're the beneficiaries. So she supplied biscuits. Yeah. And they're really nice. That's what we're trying to say. And you, uh, I wasn't witness to this, but you repaid the compliment by or the gesture by giving her some of those. Gluten, gluten-free, gluten-free custard creams. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't? Yeah, she'll never. She hasn't come back since. No. So should we draw a line under this and get on to biscuit news? Let's get Please. on to biscuit news. Yeah. Biscuit news. So this week's biscuit news is kind of linked in with our main feature because, as we'll get on to, the moment that Jared and Steve from Blackstar walked in. Jared, in, a, in all of his American sort of, you know, boldness, came in and said, "Can I be part of Biscuit News?" That's my that's my impression. <laughs> that's not bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was was waving what can only be described as heaven. Yeah. In his hands. So we've got. I haven't had. A, uh, well, we got wagon wheels, jammy wagon wheels, and I haven't had a jammy wagon wheel for. I don't think I've ever had a jammy wagon wheel, but I haven't had a wagon wheel for years. <laughs> yeah, we were saying the same thing uh, earlier. I can't remember the last time I had a wagon wheel. I've, uh, of, I've so often thought I'd like for an army of ants to kind of fashion some kind of transport using cocktail sticks and wagon wheels. And wagon I just wheels. see them on there, just kind of rolling down. How wicked would that be? You could build it for them. I could. Give me a head start. <laughs> they'd probably, yeah, they'd be all over the wheels, wouldn't they? They'd yeah, just be, all the sugar. That's, that's Andrew eating as an ant. Yeah. Uh, they also brought us Jaffa Cakes. Oh, then you uh, open those at your peril because you open it and they won't last the episode. Open them out. Well, there's 10, <laughs> ten cakes per pack. One ten. of you, five a day. How do you eat your Jaffa Cakes? Do you eat them just bites or do you lick the... Um, no. do, you, do you kind of prise the Jaffa off with your tongue? Uh, and eat everything separately. I'm a Jaffa prizer. Are you? Me too. I go around the edge. Did you enjoy your wagon wheels? Mm. That's funny because they're out of date. Are they? Do you know what? Don't tell me Jared James. Oh! <laughs> Shock. Do you know what? I don't really like wagon wheels. Don't you? No. Why is that? Because they taste horrible. <laughs> Simple Fair. as that. Um, so thank you very much Jared James Nichols and Steve Marks 
for the confectionery. It's a slightly outdate, but I'll send you the doctor bill. Doesn't matter. And who are they from? Tell the story, Tom. Uh, they're from my brother Tim. Oh, does Tim listen to the podcast? He's listened to one episode, right? But it doesn't matter. <laughs> and that is all. But they're they're pretty posh biscuits. They're um, Tesco extremely chocolatey biscuits, and it's a it's a it's a family size pack. So we'll be able to it'll last us till. The end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's channel generous, that is. Yeah. Generosity, really. Biscuit news! So, as you alluded to, we had the Chad James Nichols night on Friday. Yeah. And I woke up to a, uh, a WhatsApp like uh, audio message on my phone from 7 o'clock in the morning from Steve. Actually, do you want me to play it? Yeah, it'd be brilliant. you probably play it at half speed. <laughs> yeah, it's funnier at half speed. Morning, Andrew. It's Steve here, Steve Marks. Um, I did try to send this message um, on a normal iMessage, but it, it doesn't seem to have saved or sent. Just a quick uh, one, mate. It's been a slight change of plan today, um, dealing with rock stars, etc. Um, yesterday, uh, Jared threw a little bit of a curveball at Carl um, last night when he was at Anderton's, just saying, do you guys know about tomorrow and Gibson? So Carl said, obviously, uh, no, what's this? And basically, um, cut a long story short, uh, it's about 8am now. I'm just on my way to Guildford to um, collect Jared and then take him into central London. He's got a rehearsal at Gibson in London in their offices um, near Tottenham Court Road. So basically, my plan is to drive into the outskirts of London and park up. It goes on a little bit. It goes into quite intricate uh, detail as to what he's doing. Central London. Um, I think his rehearsals from 10 a.m. till 12, and then um, get back on the tube, get to the car, and then drive over to Trafforest. So, Friday um, I'm guessing if we set off from London 12:31 p.m., um, we're going to be hopefully with you guys. 3.30, 4pm It was 6 It was 6pm So if there's anything that you can think of That you might want to do In regards to Jared um, can think of a couple of things in the, in the recording booth room Oh right, yeah um, Or whether it's a small segment of a podcast You want to record with him If that could be ready um, for the time we arrive I'll, I'll let you know more of an ETA when I know exactly um, it's not too much of a problem it's just I was hoping for a relaxing drive to A-Strings but uh, now it's probably going to be um, conscious of the time and, and making sure we get there with plenty of time for him to sound check and do what he needs to do to, and we to stops. help uh, you guys on social media etc so um, yeah um, just a heads up, mate, just to let you know what my day is going to be like, and I'll keep you informed throughout. And I'll see you later. Cheers, Andy. Bye. To be fair, if you want anyone to break bad news, it's Steve. He's got such a calm, kind of relaxing voice. That was that was uh, that was cool, calm, and collected, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah. So, hearing that, it kind of sets the day up. In as much as it's not going to be easy sailing, because you know it was meant to be them arriving around about one thirty. In the yeah, afternoon, yeah. Tom, our uh, local celebrity chef, put on this you know wonderful spread, and it was meant to be just an easy afternoon of yeah. this. 
and all of a sudden we get told that because do you remember the tachyamin evening where we had a room full of people sat down at six o'clock and then um alan from korg and the two uh japanese guys from tachyamin wandering at like about five past six and then they ask for like a screen then they ask for this and the other oh the tv yeah amazing so um that was pretty stressful and it's a little it bit it's a little bit embarrassing because again as i said you know we've invited these people you know they're taking time out of the evenings to support us with an event yeah and so anyway for the day we all kind of i told you this and the three of us kind of looked at each other and said right well what can we do nothing you know let's no. just make sure everything is absolutely spot on mm. and um in all honesty I think that the evening was probably the best evening we've ever had. The yeah. event we've had at the shop. I think it was absolutely brilliant. He he came in, he didn't use backing tracks. No. He was what is he, six foot six? He, what are you, six four? Yeah, he said six foot five, I think he said he was. Yeah. But yeah, we had but big shoes. Yeah, he's got platforms on as well, you know. So <laughs> this uh, this towering person comes in and he's just a big ball of love, isn't he? Yeah. You know, and he well, came in. Ask Tom. <laughs> Tom isn't the most tactile person. And uh, the first thing he did was come in and give Tom a big hug. To which Tom's arms were just Tom turned, out into, a, Tom and, turned into an ironing board. Yeah. He, <laughs> to be fair, I'm not used to people being taller than me. No. And, he, and he's very muscular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I guess when he hugs you, his arms are going over your arms. Yeah. Which is strange. Which never happens. Oh, there's a whole thing about that yeah over under so he came in and i think he came in but run about eight but between 10 to and five to six mm -hmm. and to be honest we did have as many people through the door at that point as i thought we were going to i thought yeah i thought it would have been we have, a bit earlier than that we have a couple of people who uh come in to get seats and you know beat the traffic and all the rest of it yeah even in alwyn and we had those people through and it was nice to kind of you know see them and um you know kind of catch up and stuff but you know the the real kind of you know chunk of the audience didn't arrive until like six o'clock you know so yeah, yeah. i think he went on around about 25 past six yeah we aimed for half past didn't we yeah, yeah. so yeah and you know to be fair you know he had a, a little bit to eat at the back and he he said don't worry about backing tracks and he's just going to go up and and just do it kind of thing yeah. and I was when I heard you on doing backing tracks again. I was a little bit worried because to to go up and just noodle for two hours or whatever it's going to be, yeah. it's it's quite ballsy, and you've got a you know you you've got an audience's attention to to keep yeah for that amount of time, you know. And um, but he did it, didn't he? You know, he yeah. was really. He was just beautiful with the audience. You know, he was asking them questions. He was people didn't feel intimidated to ask him questions. Um, he was demoing obviously the gear. He was talking about that, um, and then he had, we had a little break, and then he came back and they did this. Oh, they did name the riff before the yeah. end of the first half, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, to um, have some of his CDs, and then after that, um, he just invited people up to. Jam with the jam, which is a really, it's a fantastic opportunity for you know people to play with somebody with such you know kudos. Yeah, but I think that it actually you know the people who 
got the guts to get up and play with you know this guy i i i get a little bit kind of overwhelmed with that i don't think i would have the, I, the I, guts to no no to do that your dad and uh dan uh would be uh you know, there was all kind of, everyone was kind of nodding to me to go up. And yeah. I was just like, one, I had to follow my brother, <laughs> which just wasn't going to happen. So Adam's brother, uh, Owen, is an absolutely phenomenal blues player. Mm-hmm. He's very influenced, heavily influenced by like the late 60s, early 70s kind of Zeppelin, Zeppelin and yeah. um, kind of Peter Green kind of style of blues playing, would you yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, not only have you got you know, the phenomenon that is Jared James Nichols playing up there. But then you get this other guy that might look slightly familiar to people in the crowd because they, you know, Adam and Owen do look uh, fairly similar. But, you know, he's just playing just beautiful. Yeah. Really, really yeah. beautiful playing. Yeah, he is. And um, I think it took Jared back a little bit, you know, in as much as, you know, I don't think he was expecting somebody of such high caliber to kind of yeah. no, play with him um, to begin with. Should we put a little clip of it in now? Yeah. Here it yep. is. So we had, after your brother, we had Jared. Jared. Uh, not Jared James, but uh, another Jared who comes to all the events. I Jared listens Owen, to the podcast. So. Who listened to the podcast and dobbed us in about Neck Brace Jeff on the very first episode. So this is Jared. Next up is uh, Jack. Uh, Jack has been coming here for uh, four or five years. Jack so, you and know, his dad, yeah. Yeah, but, and a very, very interesting character in as much as he's he's evolved. When he first came in, he was really, really into the rockabilly thing, the, yeah. the, the 50s Gretsch kind of thing. Yeah. And he doesn't, he isn't just into the music, he lives the genre. Yeah. So he'd come in and he was... Dressed, to he was ready to, to join Elvis on stage in 1959, kind of thing. He was, he, he's brilliant. But over the last couple of years, his tastes have evolved, and he's now into the more kind of almost kind of mid 70s kind of American rock, Leonard Skinnerdy kind yeah. of Steely yeah. Danny kind of thing. Yeah, so it's and, the trucker cap and the the plaid and all that sort of stuff. And that's exactly what he's kind of into now. Yeah. So this is him now, and. Yeah, wearing the gear and playing the riffs. Yeah, I love that. So next up was Leon. Yeah, 
phenomenal player. Again, him and his yeah. dad, Ross, have been coming in for years, coming on a Sunday. At- well, no, sorry to interrupt, but Leon, we mentioned Leon in the interview that we put up on YouTube. Right, okay. Because we were saying about how versatile the amp is, because Leon is a bit more of a funky kind yeah, of player. Yeah, and he, I think he's into like, um, is it Primus and all, all yeah, that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. He's a really, really creative player. Yeah. And it really did throw a different kind of angle on the on the jam on the jam yeah and it got Jared thinking a bit as well because it wasn't just your standard kind of 12 bar, 12 bar yeah, or yeah, whatever So next up was Joel. Yeah. Joel being the youngest of the lot and uh, him and his uh, mum and about three, four of the kids in the very first weekend that we were open, I wasn't used to people coming into the shop, you know, it was still a bit of an oddity to have people coming into the shop. Yeah. But I never forget uh, the door opening and about a half dozen kids just running from one end of the shop straight to the stage to look at I don't know what was there. I think it might have been Brian Baker. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And they just ran from one end to the and I just remember going <gasps> And Kate was working with me on the uh, on that day and she just kind of said, keep it calm, keep it calm and um yeah, and it, we've seen Joel grow from like a you know, a four foot kid to what does he know, a six foot or so. Yeah, he's but, um, he's taller than me now. Yeah. He, and you've seen developers as a player as well, and, he, and yeah. he's, he's brilliant. So this is Joel. Last up was Chris Davis. Chris is a character, isn't he? He loves his Gibson Flying Vs. Yeah. He's into his kind of... Uh, He's deep, a bit more shred. He's a bit more metal. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. Kind of like the, the but he absolutely loves Jared James Nichols. And like Karen, who's uh, Joel's mum, uh, Chris saw Jared James Nichols in the Muni, in yeah. Pontopresia, <coughs> which is our local... It's a venue, I guess, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it seems to open and close very often. You yeah. know, it doesn't seem to have been lucky enough to find the right um, kind of management, I think, to, to right, take yeah. it on. But, you know, this venue back in the 60s, you had the Kinks playing there, Rolling Stones. It was a real kind of happening venue. Yeah. And... You know, even up until recently, you know, you had Ray Davis and 10CC and all these people playing there, but it's just not been open for no. about six months since before Christmas. And Jared played there, didn't he? Yeah, and we were chatting to him uh, out the back before we started the the evening. And the first thing he said, he was like, "Yeah, it's shut now, isn't it?" It's, so he's off, he, you know, he keeps tabs. He's not, you know, he's, he doesn't just play these yeah. places and forget about them. You know, he knew that the Mooney had had been was shut and it was waiting yeah. for some sort of. You know, a change of hands and things, but uh, which is yeah, it's nice to know that someone goes that goes everywhere, pays attention to uh, yeah, you know, the places they go. Absolutely. Um, 
and yeah, so anyway, going back to Chris, so Chris had seen yep. him in the Muni, and um, I, <laughs> I got a, um, a fond memory. When I say fond memory, it's a, um, it was, it was quite a, a long couple of hours back. I think it was a year last March or so. Chris was, I'm in an iron between a Blackstar ID Core 150 or the Black or the Marshall Code, Code. 100, and he wanted to try them both at volume. A, B, in between the two. Yeah. And I was on my knees in front of the two amplifiers, switching jack socket, uh, plug to plug to each one, uh, testing out these different sounds for two hours at full volume, and eventually went for the Marshall Code. He did. But when I walked, I, I walked out of the uh, the room around about half three on a Saturday afternoon, just kind of shell-shocked, dazed, yeah. shell-shocked, and just said, I have to go home. And I did not down. It was just down the volume, you know, yeah, nothing yeah. else. But yeah. um, this is Chris playing. the end after you know the all of the uh, everything kind of happened and Jared was kind of talking to customers afterwards and everything um Chris was at the stage kind of talking to Jared and a couple of others and Chris said um you know it's, it's weird playing a different guitar because we supplied a um a P90 guitar yeah we did very similar to Jared's to um for people to play on yeah and um he said Oh, it's really, really strange uh, playing someone else's guitar. You know, it doesn't feel quite right. I said, making a joke, thinking everyone's going to laugh. I said, yes, yeah, a little bit like kissing someone else's wife, isn't it? It just doesn't feel the same. Nobody said a thing. They all just kind of... Some people ignored it or chose to ignore it. Other people just kind of looked and didn't say anything. And I said, right, okay. I'm just wandering to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of Kate, I don't always like to kiss anyone else's wife. I just thought it was a funny thing, which, yeah. And later on, Chris came up and said, I was going to say driving someone else's car, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he did acknowledge it. You know? <laughs> so, um, but fair play to all these people for, you know, getting up and doing that. So when we were packing up, you disappeared into the video room. I did. And did a bit of podcast and videoing with Jared. We did. So we managed to have a sit down and chat about the amp. And what you're going to hear now is the interview that uh, I did with Jared. And he'll tell you a bit about the amp and how the ideas came about. Um, we chat about lots of other little bits and pieces, but here we go. We've got the absolute pleasure of being joined in the video room by Mr. Jared James Nichols. A Strings, YouTube, I am glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, man. Cheers, man. So... Just so you know, we're right at the end of our our night here uh, at A Strings. It's gone nine at night, but we uh, we thought we'd dive in the video room and talk about the amp. I know that uh, you're very very proud of this thing. Super proud, man. Let's let's go from right from the beginning yep. of where this Black Star relationship started and yeah. how they got in touch and things like that. So I've been playing Black Stars for probably eight years. I moved to LA when I was 21, and the first rehearsal space I went to, Swinghouse Studios. They had black stars. They were like, the, I think they were the first place, like one of the first in America to have them. Um, I remember when I started my trio, the first amp I plugged into, a black star. 
The first tour I did, I'm like a real tour, a black star. Jammed with everyone from Leonard Skinner and played all these massive festivals through a black star. So my relationship with them goes back. You know, I've played like every single model, like all the Series 1, the Artisans, the Artist, HT stuff. And actually like almost a year ago now, I got approached about the potential signature model. And I was blown away, man. I couldn't believe it that, you know, as a guitarist, sometimes you don't dream that far. Like a signature amp, I just thought that that was crazy. You know, it was, it was something I never dreamed about. And we had an idea in mind, vertical 212, like a mini stack. I fell in love right away. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And it was so cool because we started talking about it. I was on tour in the UK in, that would have been September. And I even, I came to Wales, man. I was, I went, I played uh, the Tivoli. Do you know this room? The Tivoli. I can't remember exactly where it is, right. but somewhere in Wales, it's a super old theater. And I remember it was a few days before I went to HQ um, in Northampton. Yeah. And we literally built the amp from the ground up. I walked into a room, okay. a huge whiteboard. And they're like, okay, what do you want? And what you see is what you get. And I'm super proud of the way it came out, man. I love it. So the really interesting thing, I think, is that you didn't go in having played a Marshall, played a Fender, played a Supra, <clears throat> played all this. No. So really, you were cherry-picking the best bits from all the Black Stars. That's what I was doing, yeah. I was, I was cherry-picking the things that I loved that were pure Black Star. And what I thought was really cool about Black Star is, you know, a lot of guys always want to compare to different amps, but Black Star, they're already on a, on a trip of their own. And I was taking the things that I loved about the Black Star, and I was able to fit it in this 20-watt, you know. Um, and that being said, it was like, okay, if we're going to do this, man, I want it to be the best I can possibly get it. I want to be able to stand behind it and just really love it and use it. Because everything I have from my guitar, this signature Epiphone, the new one, to this signature Blackstar, I want to use it. I want to be proud of it. And um, yeah, I was able to cherry pick everything about it. So when, now I, I always laugh and I joke with my buddies, like, if I don't sound good, it's not the gear, man. It's just me. Because <laughs> I picked it and I voiced it to sound the best it possibly could. So we've had uh, your amps in for a couple of days uh, in the shop prior to getting ready for the clinic. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been the only one that's sort of plugged in and played sort of you know out the in uh, in the video room and then out in the sort of the back because we wanted to keep them they weren't for sale until to, yeah, you know, yeah, until yeah. tonight right right um because we knew that one would go and then we'd be stuck with what minus one for the show for sure so um i've plugged it in and i've plugged in single p90 guitars obviously mm -hmm. that was the first thing we've plugged in humbucker guitars we plugged in single coils and really it's one of those amps where you can just plug in and EQ wise, we didn't. We we haven't even messed mm -hmm. around. We haven't had to sit there. It's just we plugged in and gone. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it. Is um, it's such a subtle amp with where I always. What I love about amps is when they react to your guitar, they react to your playing. Yeah. They're very very zoned in. Like let's put it this way: you plug in Old Glory, it sounds like Old Glory. You, like you plug in a certain guitar, you're getting. I think like. The, the best parts of that guitar amplified through here. It's not necessarily changing the qualities of guitars. It's not as if it's an amp that you plug in and every single guitar sounds the same. No, no, exactly. You know, yeah. you plug in a tell whatever you plug in, it's going to sound characteristically like that. And like you said, with the EQs, I voiced it so I could personally really run everything at noon. 
Right. You know, yeah. and then and then adjust for the room, adjust maybe for the guitar, adjust for the PA, whatever it need be. And um, yeah, it's just such an easy amp to use. And I kid you not, I have not found since I've been playing them. I've been on the road since January. Mm-hmm. I haven't found a bad tone in it where I was like, oh no. Yeah. You know, I haven't plugged it in and been like, I can't get my sound. Or, no. And um, for instance, um, I'll hear guys like shredding through it. And I'm like, oh my God, like they're properly getting heavy. You yeah. know, I heard chicken pickers, you know, everything down to jazz guys. And there is so many tones in this little box, man. I'm just, I'm so proud of it. And I'm, I'm blown away. So what have we got then? So we've got, we've got a clean channel and yep. our blues power channel. Yep. Uh, two voices, one, two voices exactly. for each channel. Two channels. A voice for each, or uh, two voices for each channel. Cool. Exactly. Um, do you have a preference of, for your live stuff? Well, you know, or it's do you funny. use everything? Uh, I, I tend to use the second voice of the clean channel. I call it like the free channel. Yeah. It sounds so punchy. It's like the the best, dirtiest clean channel you've ever heard. Yeah. Um, I, I like to live there. It's It's got all the articulation that I love. But then I, I said to those guys, I was like, listen, I want the blues power channel because I play guitar. I'm not plugged into any pedals. No. I say, I just want a channel that I can plug into and I can have my sound and I can use my volume, roll down, get my cleans. It's like a, you know, it's like a throttle. And that blues power channel has so much bite and so much bark. But when you roll it back, you get all that clean shimmer. And that's really where I like to live too. So, you know, it's funny. Usually I don't even get to like voice four on the overdrive, you know, the second voice on the overdrive because simply I already have what I need. But if someone wants to play super heavy, you know, you go there. Or if you want to play super clean, you just use that clean channel. So that second voice on your blues power channel, that is kind of that over the edge. Oh man, that's the the freak out. Yeah, that to me is like, it's almost like, it's like a gnarly overdrive fuzz. It just gets Ah, really wild. And yeah. um, it's great when I, like, at the end of the show, I'll click that on, man. And it's like, once that channel gets on, it's like a chainsaw. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, aesthetically, obviously, uh-huh. British Racing Green. Yep. But yep. there's a few cool, interesting choices as well. Mm-hmm. Things like the slanted head. Yes. Brilliant for, you know, seeing your dials when you're playing live. Yeah, it's really just a choice. little thing where it's just a little extra up so you can just see it a little better. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And then we've got mixed speakers in the cab. Yeah. Two different Celestians. Um, what I love about it is when I was, we were building the amp and when we, when I was actually at HQ, we were real time taking speakers in and out of the cabinet. Nice. And we were cool. saying, okay, so let me think here. Um, you know, we'll do two V types. We tried that, you know. Yeah, that's good. What if we try this? What if we try this? It got to the point, man, where we plugged a GT1275 in the top, which characteristically they were like jared you like this it's like almost like a early eddie van halen kind of really mid-range bump speaker okay we did that with a v-type everyone in the room went okay there it is it makes the 212 open up so much there's so much more expression and power with the the varied speakers i don't know what it is man because i'm not technically crazy but i will tell you what ever since that day i can tell I could tell my tone instantly got better for me yeah. when I really mismatched the speakers. The um, that GT twelve seventy five mixed with the V type. There's something about that that just was so awesome to me. It's like I want to have a wall of those. Like literally, it's that good. Another thing that's cool about the cabinet is you can open the back up. I yeah, if you notice. So you that. got yeah. two options. You yeah. got the open back and close back. Yeah. So like depending on where you're at, what kind of gig, if you're stuck against a wall. You know, if you're, you just got a little bit of space. Otherwise, I love to play like in old theaters, open up the back. Yeah. 
and it really does make it just bigger and warmer. And, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty magical little cab. It's, it's got a lot of like, you know, you look at it, you're like, oh, that's cool. But then when you really dive in, you're like, okay, we have mismatched speakers. You got that opener close back option. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. And I, I really think, you know, you think of every sort of combo, every famous big combo that mm-hmm. there's been, everything's, everything's matched. Yeah, and, and it's, exactly. You know, it's, it, yeah, it, it makes me want to sort of play around. I think it's cool too. And, um, you know, for what it's worth, man, even just having, you know, that cabinet and, and a being it, you guys, if anyone has the chance to do that, try it and see, you know, plug, plug anything into that cabinet. And I guarantee you that thing's going to smoke. And have you tried this in other cabinets, of just course. touring and things? Yeah, and it's just course. not quite. No, it's great. The thing about it right. is, is, um, this head is so small that mm. like, um, my friends were playing in Chicago, uh, Tesla and uh, they were playing two nights at the House of Blues and they called me, hey man, fly out, jam with us. I just took the head. Yeah. It was my carry-on. You know, I put it in the overhead. Um, I love it. Plugged it into a 412. Mm. Beautiful. And you you, all it is is just tweaking. Just a little bit of tweak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. And that's what's great. It's got that ISF too. You yeah. know, the the um, that Black Star thing where you can go from that British to American. And, you know, it's just like a little bit of tweaking. And that's what's great. You mm. have all the tools right here. Yeah. You know, you really don't need to go search for anything else. That's what I think is great about it. It's got that um, that output on the back. So if you want to just plug this straight into the PA as well, yeah, you know, that's really handy. Um, man, I love it. It's got the two watt thing. So when I'm at home, I can click that on and I can still get a tone. And and actually, when we were sound checking earlier today, we we were trying everything for levels, and we just thought, right, what does this two watt sound like? just in terms of the room, two watt cranked yep. versus sort of 20 watt a bit dialed back. And there was, you know, the two watts is, is, yeah. is cooking. It, it's pu- really it pushes good. the tubes. That's the great thing. If you guys haven't tried like a 20 watt, like this amp, when you're going to try it, you're going to know like it's a, it's a small wattage amp that you can push. And it's a beautiful thing when you really get those tubes cooking because they start singing and you get these overtones and then you're pushing it through that cabinet, man. It gets magical. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. So as part of the clinic as well, you gave some members of the audience a chance to jump up and jam. Oh, yeah. And um, the really cool thing was they got to play through the other amp that was on stage, which is, you know, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we tried a couple of different guitars through it. Everything sounded good. Yeah. You know, and everyone's playing styles, even there were people who played, who you could tell lent more towards a sort of cleaner, sort of funkier style. Mm-hmm. It still, it still sounded good. It still suited the tone, regardless. Mm-hmm. There was actually the two polar opposites. I guess was the one sort of shreddy blues guy, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then yeah, the, the really clean kind. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that um, that's the beauty of it. Is it, it goes beyond just a single genre. Like you know, I might some yeah. some people might see me and be like, oh, he's a blues dude. You know, he's got a Les Paul and this blah blah blah. And it's like yes, but for this particular gear, you know. Um, I had my ear very close to what was happening mm. and it's exactly yeah. that. You know, I, I think that, uh, t- take my name off it. It's still, to me, it's, it's built for so many different genres and so many different styles. And it is cool because, you know, we, like tonight we heard like six different guys come up and play and we really weren't changing the settings that No, much. we didn't change the EQ really yeah. at all. So it was, it was just really cool to see. We had a guy come up on that, um, beautiful 58. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, my brother, custom, yeah. yeah, your brother, and then and then we had the single P, the P ninety guy come up, you know. So it was just cool to see that this amp it performs on so many different levels. It's great, man. Yeah. Now speaking of your name being on the amp, yeah, we've got two amps. One of which 
has already sold. Uh, sold tonight uh, to one of the guys in the audience. Yep. But this one, you've literally put your name on the amp. Yep. Uh, we've got... Uh, I think this is the only one in Wales, right? Well, this is now. Is the yeah. only one available in Wales yeah. now? Yeah. So you signed the two. So there's the only two in Wales, one of which is sold. This is our only other one. Here it is. They're all serial. So, uh, you know, you're going to know that this would be it. Yep. We're, not, we're not just going to get a load more and sign a bunch more. Um, so really, you know, this one is available at A-Strings online on through the store and everything else. But for fans of yours and it doesn't even matter. Like f- f- for me as a player, mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't matter. It's plugged in and it's like, yeah, straight away. Yeah. Straight I think, away, no problem at I all. I think that anyone that's even remotely interested, regardless of me, whatever, you should come try it because I think you'd plug it in and you'd say, that's a good amp. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good the amp. Thing. Yeah. That is, and yeah, that yeah. is the real, real testament to the uh to the to the guys at Blackstar as well. And I think that They've always done great stuff. I remember when they first came out and it was the Artisans. Oh, yeah. And um, But recently, like the Studio 10 series, any of those three, uh, the new HD20, yours, everything they're putting out now is just... It's fire, man. The they're on yeah. a roll. Um, you know what I think it is too is I think we're going on 11 years that Blackstar's been around. They're getting in the groove. They're yeah. really figuring it out. And uh, I feel like this couldn't have come at a more perfect time you know, it's it's just, it's so well built and I've been using it on the road. I haven't even been home since January. I've been using it every single day on the road. Crazy. Traveling with a head, throwing it around, tossing it around. Yeah. Every single day it performs. Every single day. You yeah. know, so it's a testament to the build quality. It's exactly. a testament to the sound and what those guys at Blackstar are doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Now you're saying you haven't been home since January. Yeah. You are flying... Tomorrow morning to yeah. Spain. Mm-hmm. So we're in Wales now in the UK. You're flying tomorrow to Spain. Yep. And then straight back over for some more clinics on the yes. run. Yes, yes, yes. And you're not going home for, it sounds like a long time. I'll be back home <laughs> in August. Yeah, so um, it's great, man. You know, sometimes there's a saying that I always say, you got to make hay while the sun's shining, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, for me as a player, you know, uh, it's one of those feelings where, um, you know, I'm not sitting on the bench, man. We're out doing it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're really bringing it to the people. And I think that it's amazing because I get to come to places like a strings and we, we riff, we meet everybody, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's just, I love this stuff no matter what I would be, if I was back home, I'd be going to music shops. But now the fact that I get to visit them, do a clinic, hang out. It's great, man. It's great. Well, there's been a few people, well, nearly everyone that we've spoken to already. I know we're, we're buzzing around trying to do things and oh, get, yeah, a, of get a video room set up and things. But every single person, including all of us here, think that by far this is the best clinic that we've done. It's great, man. Um, you know, thank you so much. And to the guys at Blackstar as well, thank you so much for taking the time to come over to Wales and uh, to be with us. Until next time, man. Definitely. Absolutely. You're a star. Thank Cheers, you very brother. much, man. Thanks, dude. It's worth saying, you know, I know uh, kind of... Um, Freaked out a little bit earlier about the um, the timings of everything, but Steve had to get up at four o'clock in the morning from somewhere in the Midlands, drive down to Guildford Anderton's to drive across to, to, uh, to pick um, Jared up at eight o'clock, take him into Central London to do um, a two and a half hour thing with Gibson, then drive him back through rush hour traffic to get to us for an event at six o'clock. They left here. What was it? Half nine, ten o'clock. Yeah, something like that. And at that point, they weren't staying local. They had um, Steve had to drive Jared all the way to Gatwick Airport because Jared was playing a couple of 
gigs, was it? He was playing in Spain on the Saturday, yeah. And coming back on the Sunday to do the next clinic somewhere on the Monday. And he's doing clinics this week. I think he'll have wrapped up by the time he, this podcast Yeah, he. Up. I've seen something on his Instagram today. Um, he was on Denmark Street today, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With who? Oh, just having a look around Denmark Street. Yeah, I think so, he wasn't it? He was, but he's also doing a clinic. He is doing a clinic too, but yeah, he was nosing around Denmark Street. So Denmark Street is literally just down the road from Tottenham Court Road, which is where the Gibson Artist Relations place is. So that's oh, where okay. he was on Friday, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in Denmark Street just to do something with them again. So thank you, Jared. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, Blackstar, for thinking of us and for um, allowing us to put the evening on. It was... As I said before, I think it was the best evening we've put on yet. And I think 100% that is down to Jared. I think that we got our act together very well. You two really, really kind of um, went the extra mile with regards to getting everything prepared. And, you know, so when it comes to, you know, the so we didn't do anything podcast and video content before as we meant to. Yeah. Everything happened we did it afterwards, after. but yeah. everything went completely seamlessly. And you know, as done YouTube. But so. Tom and I were discussing this today, and and I think you said, wasn't it, that it was it was a lot. Do you say it was a lot less stressful? Yeah, we seemed to have planned better. Yeah, you know, we, we we you know the stage was ready the Thursday night. You know, it was yeah. just a case of clearing the shop floor. Then the Friday, and then doing the sound check. The the yeah, the only thing really was that we mm. had nobody to really sound check with. Yeah. yeah. It kind of, fan, of feels of like it's been a bit of a shot in the arm for the for us as well. Yeah. Again, you know, May has been a bit of a slog, and you know, to end it on a high like that, you know, it was um, it was you know positive. You know, it yeah. was it was a, um, you know it was healthy for us. I think. Yeah. So. so on the evening, Blackstar were kind enough to give us two of their very very popular Blackstar Flight amplifiers. One of them we raffled off in the evening itself and we thought it'd be nice to run a competition on our on our podcast for you guys to be able to win one of the flights so uh, it doesn't matter where you are in the world we will find a way to get it out to you um, so all you have to do is answer this very very simple question if you are stuck with any of the answers we've got a youtube interview with jared we've got the facebook live with the entire clinic on it so you shouldn't be stuck this should be nice and easy so wherever you are just leave a comment in the uh, section of the platform you're listening on and fingers crossed you win. So the question is, the Jared James Nichols signature amp is based on a HT20. Name three ways in which the signature amp differs from the standard HT20. Leave the answers in the comment section of whichever platform you're listening on and we'll let it run for two weeks. Yeah, give people a chance. So yeah, we'll we'll announce the winner on the final episode. Nice. Episode 20. Yeah. Great. So you've got a couple of weeks to do that. And, and it doesn't matter li- where you are. You've got to listen to two episodes now. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's top five. Tom top, top, top five. So uh Rocket Man's out in the cinema. Mm. The Elton John biopic. Yeah. So this week's top five is songs about space. When I was doing my degree in London, I had to go and collect a lot of CDs from EMI for the university kind of radio station thing. Oh, okay. And they used to give just basically like a rucksack full of 
charge C- um, CDs all that kind of thing. But also, they'd give sampler CDs. Okay. So, um, and they'd all have a different theme. So it would be like songs about driving, songs about the sea, songs about the brokenhearted kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And add a CD, and I think I've still got it. It's a sampler of songs about space. Right. And there's about 20, 25 songs about space. So what would they be used for then? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, if you needed a song, if you're doing like a, a TV kind of... Oh, it's more um, for like publishing kind of stuff. Mm, like doing adverts yeah, and all absolutely. that. Kind of, ah, okay. So got if you, you, you know, if the BBC, if there was a feature on the one show about astronomy or whatever, they'd have Lost in Space by Lighthouse Family or Moon and Back by mm. Savage Garden. or whatever. They were the two that I remember being on the thing. Oh, were they? Yeah. Amazing. Oh. And not in your top five? Uh, no. Oh, no. Cool. Good. All right. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, were good. You were naming things? I was like, please no. Please no. Please no. <laughs> so number five is Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Good. Mm. Love that song. Reminds me of university. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How I pine. Mm. Number four. Public service broadcasting with Go. Brilliant. Love public service broadcasting. They've been in. They've been in the they shop, have. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. And they played the Muni. They have. Mm. That was the last gig I went to see the Muni. Was there? Mm. So what's so what what is that song? Obviously it's about space, but So they use like samples from uh, like news footage or from uh, right. um, from actual conversation, you know, uh, from the American and Soviet space race. It's, ah, cool. it's very art house the stuff that they do isn't it you know it, it's the visuals all match up with this the music being played <laughs> right perfectly but um they i think they did like a whole kind of thing on um space didn't they yeah the whole all album that, yeah 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 brilliant really number three i've gone for muse starlight nice, nice. okay i, the, I mean you could have gone picked a few, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do like that song in particular. It is um, Matt Bellamy's dad was in like a psychedelic band and it was all about kind of space stuff as well I think right yeah that's cool number two Beatles Across the Universe mm. lovely one of your favourites that man mm-hmm. I think it's you, my favourite Beatles song might be I've heard you play it a lot yeah, yeah. I reckon we got <laughs> what do you reckon's number one? <laughs> oh, I don't know is it David Bowie yeah but which one mm. Space Oddity Correct. Sorry. So why? <laughs> so why did you pick that over the others? It was the first. I. Th- I th- what do you think David Bowie's most famous song is? Um. It depends. It depends if you talk. If you. Heroes is a mainstream audience song. I'd say Space Oddity yeah. is his most. It's the one you hear on um, yeah, Radio Tumor. It is space oddity, I think. Uh, and you know, it's it's a phenomenal song, but I think it suffers from the same as any other massive song by a massive artist. It's played so much that you take it for granted. And mm. you know, there's that overplay kind of And it was kind of one of the first um space songs. Yeah. You know, it was nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. So, so yeah, that would have been run about the um time the of moon the landings, moon yeah. landings. Is that why you've done... Oh, no, Rocket Man, right. Because that's and this I year. Put, I haven't put that in. The top no, no. Because <laughs> I hate Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Um, 
Uh, it's the moon landing uh, 50th anniversary this year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 69. Yeah. But but that was re- that was released twice, wasn't it? Space Space Oddity. Honourable mentions. Um, I can't remember. Babylon Zoo. Babylon Zoo. Space Man. Yeah, nearly, nearly got in, yeah. Um, Chris DeBoer. Yeah. 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 Was that down. the reason why we got shut down from Facebook? Probably not. <laughs> There's loads about um, a girl and a sandy to outer space. Oh, yeah. To find a prodigy. Yeah. Um, then you got the band Space. Yeah. Um, to all of their songs. Walking on the Moon. Walking on the Moon. Nice. Man in the Moon. Man in the Moon. Moon River. Drops of Jupiter. Drops of Jupiter. Train. Dum dum boy. Dum dum boy. Dum dum boy. Social media comment of the week. Right, so there's two this week. Cool. Uh, the one is from Dad Gad, who's quite clever, I guess. Never buy from a company that doesn't pay their employees well enough to wear clothes without holes. What is next? Homeless man tries Gibson Custom Shop out for his collection. I think that's referring to your ripped knees. It was, yeah. Says more about your wages than my uh, fashion sense. <laughs> quite no, possibly. it's... Um, quite possibly. Obviously tongue-in-cheek. It's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. I could appreciate the humour in that. The next one is um, from the Meteora video. Okay. From another dimension, space. Um, from a chap called Alfred Binet, or Binet, B-I-N-E-T. Binet, oh. I'd like to think. Mm. And he said, sorry, but I can't watch this black nail sausage fingers more than five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, they are, they're I, not the slimmest fingers. I No, I, I wouldn't say, I'd say... They're a slim chipolata. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Or, they're not a Cumberland. No, no. They're, 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 they're Panatella size. They're I'd a say. cheaper Richmond where there's not much to them. Yeah. 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 No, that yeah, they're not. Yeah, I haven't got um, like Steve Ifingers or by any means, do you mean? No. But, you know, fair enough. Think, yeah, some people, you think. some people don't like looking at feet. I, Eam doesn't look like sausage fingers. Thank you very much for listening this week. It's been fun. Yeah, lots of music in this one. You've, been, of, you've only of, been close to tears three times on the mic. Yeah, that's good for us. Yeah, um, yeah, lots of cutaways, lots of uh, music on this one, and more importantly, lots of editing for you. <laughs> yeah, because we've was... done all this ass backwards. Yeah. So you've got a competition to enter. Don't forget. Leave the comments, leave your answers in the comments section. And, uh, yeah, join us again next week for episode 19. Yeah. They're going by quite quickly now. Yeah. Come in and see the flight case too. Yeah. Come and see what's new in the shop. The guilds, the flight cases. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube. YouTube. All of the ones that you can uh, follow us on, please do, because it would mean the world to us. To have you on board. Please like us. (laughs) Please Please like us. I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. I've been Tom. See you next week. Episode 19, baby. Pew, 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 pew.